Friends, this is Pablo with Wild Sons, and I want to welcome you to the Wild Sons podcast. Podcast for men pursuing a life of passion, adventure, and freedom. Walking intimately with God on a journey to become the men He created us to be. Today, we're sharing on a recent conversation we had about God's invitation to a life of adventure and risk. If we want to experience the life to the full that Jesus came to offer, we must go with Him into the unknown, into the frontier. We hope you enjoy it. So the year is 1999, it's the end of the year, and it is actually the end of the millennium. And, um, and for me, I had been a Christian for, for many years. I had been going to church. I had been part of the small group. I had done the things that I believed that I needed to do as a Christian man. But honestly, that was not filling my heart. And so my, out, my, my outlet was to party and to drink. And to be honest, I believed in God at the time, but I didn't really follow Him wholeheartedly. I remember just having this view of Christianity growing up, of you know, seeing these churches with all the things, the rituals and the things that they used to do back in Colombia where I grew up. And, and there was something that was completely detached from, from my heart. And I, I didn't really connect with that well. And I, I would look at men, Christian men, men of God, so to speak. And honestly, I couldn't see a lot of difference between them and any other man. Actually, the only difference was probably that they were tired and that they were bored. And I still had my heart alive. I had passions and desires, and I wanted to pursue those passions and desires, but I never saw how Christianity and any of that was really connected. If anything, I was afraid that if I fully yielded, if I fully released, surrendered my heart to God, the outcome of that was going to be shutting my heart down, that I was going to have to fall under the weight of resignation and just become a nicer man. And so see, this is my background, Y2K, the world is going to end, or a lot of people think, think that. And my friends are calling me, all right, Pablo, let's go out. We're going to have a, a few drinks. We're going to go party. We're going to receive the new millennium in style with everything all in. Ah, and I just couldn't do it. There was something in my heart that was telling me, I want my heart to be, and my life, I want my life to be different. I want the new year to be a new, to, the beginning of a new stage of my life. And I knew deep in my heart that even though my, my, ex, my experience of church had not been um, fully connected with the desires and the passions of my heart, I knew that my answer was somewhere with God. And so that day I just chose to not go out. I told my friends, sorry guys, you guys go, you guys go party, have fun, drink one on my behalf. And what I really uh, ended up doing was I grabbed my Bible and uh, I had the TV on, and I remember the celebration of the Y2K everywhere and seeing how that was happening in all these different countries, and everyone is like in, in this festive mode, and everyone's celebrating. And I was just going through Scripture and asking God, Jesus, come speak to me. My, I want a different life. I do want to have a life of passion and adventure and freedom, and I know that I was born for more than what I'm experiencing. Come, come for me. And I kept searching scripture. I kept 
just praying to God um, as I was watching this, like the, the welcoming of the new age. And, and actually God came, he, he spoke to me. And I believe this was the first time that I was reading a passage of scripture and scripture jumped out of the page to me. That is that description that you may have heard where people talk about logos, which is the written word, what's written on the page, and then rema, which is the, revel the revelation, the revealed word of God, the, the words of God coming alive, becoming flesh, and they did, they became flesh that day in my life. I was reading and suddenly I just felt God speaking to me through this passage. Genesis 12, 1, and the story is the story of uh, a guy named Abram, and he apparently is a wealthy man. He's really well off, but he's old in age. He's about 75 years of age or so. N there is no reference of anyone teaching him about God in any shape or form. He's just out there in the field, in the wilderness, and then it says in uh, Genesis 12:1. this is the message uh, translation, it says, God told Abram, Leave your country, your family, and your father's home for a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and bless you. I will make you famous. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. And so when I read that, uh, I was honestly in shock. I had read that scripture before. I had been at church at least a few times when the pastor is referring to this scripture. And, and I, it really never had the meaning that it had for me that evening. And this is what I, what I began to see. Number one, Jesus was showing me that he was inviting me into a journey and that he was giving me a promise. And this is what we see for Abraham here. He, is, he comes first and he gives him an invitation. He says, leave your country, your family, your father's home for a land that I will show you. Come and follow me. Leave everything that is familiar to you. Leave everything, all this notion of control. Leave your 401k. Leave the things that have made you comfortable up to this point and choose to trust me. A God that you have not known yet a God that you, you haven't experienced in any shape or form. There is no evidence of anything that I'm telling you. But if you come with me, I'm going to give you this promise. I will make you famous. I will make your name great, says a different translation. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed to you. That is a beautiful depiction of the journey of Christianity. And Christianity for me up to that point didn't have really a reference or any connection with the journey of life. It didn't provide true answer to the riddle of life, if you will. It's probably a set of moral rules that I can follow. And if I follow well, I may become a nicer man. Yikes. Or say this prayer, believe in Jesus Christ in your heart, speak that out loud, and then you'll be able to go to heaven when you die, which is true and is the foundation of the Christian faith and is absolutely beautiful. But it's a very limited view of Christianity. That's just the beginning. It is the entry into the kingdom of God. It is the doorway into the kingdom. But once you step into that door, once you cross that threshold, guys, there is the 
riches of the wealthiest of the kingdoms available to you as your inheritance. There is a new way of life that will lead you to experience that life of passion and adventure and freedom, that life to the full that Jesus describes in John 10.10. 10. The other piece that, that um, God highlighted through this passage to me that day was the, the nature of his heart. You see, he's not telling Abraham, leave everything you have to go on a journey where I'm going to put you to suffer. So through the suffering, I will teach you lessons. That is not the heart of God. God is a good God. What he wants for us is goodness. It's a process of transformation so that we can experience the blessings of the kingdom, so that we can uh, receive restoration from our hearts, so that our minds can be renewed and aligned with his own mind, so that we can experience oneness with him, intimacy with him, and as a result of that, a life that, that has this beautiful fruit of love and patience and kindness and peace and self-control and all these things that we read in Scripture. And this is not the only example of that. If we go to some other passages of Scripture here, just in the, in the Old Testament, you may remember the passage of, um, in, so all the story of the people of Israel, when they're uh, living, they're, they're actually living as slaves in the land of Egypt. They have been living as slaves for a long time. They're under the oppression of Pharaoh and living really in, they're in really bad shape. And then God calls up Moses and tells Moses, go, I have heard the cry of my people. I am sending you to set them free because I want them to experience the goodness of my heart and I want them to experience abundance and blessing. And so this is coming from Exodus 6, verses 6 through 8. This is God speaking, asking Moses to say this to the people. I am God. I will bring you out from under the cruel hard labor of Egypt. I will rescue you from slavery. I will redeem you, intervening with great, great acts of judgment. I'll take you as my own people and I'll be God to you. You'll know that I am God, your God who brings you out from under the cruel, hard labor of Egypt. I will bring you into the land that I promised to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and give it to you as your own country. I am God. You see, that that's God's desire for us. That is His will. When we're experiencing hardship, when we're experiencing trouble, and we ask, Jesus, where are you in this? Where is your will? Is your will for this awful thing to happen? Then teach me to handle it. Well, that's not His will. He may use that for your good, right? That's what Scripture says, that uh, He makes everything work for the good of, of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. He uses our hardship for our good, yes, but He didn't send the hardship to us in the first place. That is not His heart. That is not His nature. That is not his desire for any one of us. He wants goodness. He wants blessing. He wants us to go from wherever our land of Egypt is, wherever that place of captivity, of, of bondage, of cruelty, of hardship. And he wants to lead us in this journey into a promised land. And we see the same thing in, in the New Testament. This is an example of Jesus. He's walking around and he's calling up his disciples. And in Luke 5, we, we read this passage when he 
he's walking around and suddenly he sees uh, this guy named Levi. He's a tax collector, which is one of the least reputable uh, professions, if you will, at the, in his age. He's considered the worst of sinners. He's collecting uh, taxes in a, in a ruthless way just to enrich himself. And so people detest the tax collectors at the time. And this is Jesus. He comes to him and he says, uh, Scripture says, After this he went out, this is Jesus, Jesus went out and saw a man named Levi at his work collecting taxes. Jesus said, Come along with me. And he did. He walked away from everything and went with him. Why would he do that? Why right away? He, he just dropped everything and just went to follow Jesus. So Jesus goes with him. And Levi actually uh, decides to host a large dinner, a gathering at his home in honor of Jesus. And he invites the rest of the tax collectors and all these sinners and all the people that the religious guys are actually frowning upon. And it says, everybody was there, taxmen and other disreputable characters as guests at the dinner. The Pharisees and their religion scholars came to his disciples, greatly offended. What is he doing eating and drinking with crooks and sinners? Jesus heard about it and spoke up. Look at what Jesus says. Look at his heart. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? And look at what he says about the reason for his coming. He says, I am here inviting outsiders, not insiders, an invitation to a changed life, changed inside and out. That is our Jesus. That is our God. That's the reason He came. To lead us into a journey. To give us a changed life inside and out. It was the story for Abram. It was the story for the people of Israel when they were slaves in Egypt. It, is the, it was the story of Levi. It is the story of us. And the way that He wants to give us that, give us that life is not by just blinking his eyes and suddenly everything is there. He's not a genie. He's a beautiful God who wants to relate to us. And he, so he chose what's written in the hearts of every single one of us. Adventure. Adventure. The invitation for Abraham, for Abraham at the time, the invitation for the people of Israel, the invitation for Levi, is leave everything that is familiar and come. Let's go into the frontier. Let's go into the unknown. And, and as men, we have this tendency a lot of times to try to control life. And so we are like, if it's risk, if it's risky, if we don't know what the outcome is going to be, we just, ugh, we just say, maybe not, maybe not. But the reality is that if we pass that, that barrier, we realize that we are made for adventure that it is written in the deepest places of our hearts, right? Culture, society, the world we live in, they have gone to the greatest extent to try to domesticate us, to castrate us, so that we become just nice men chained to a desk that are not uh, going to present any threat whatsoever. But our hearts come alive when we experience adventure. The moment that we let go of control, and we say, all right, God, I have no clue what it is that you're doing. I don't know how you're going to come through for me. But my answer is yes, you have my heart. Lead me into the unknown. I'm going to choose to trust your heart. 
I'm going to trust in your goodness. I'm going to trust that those promises that you're making available throughout Scripture from beginning to end, you wrote them for me as well. Let's go. And then, as we embrace adventure, we begin to experience a beautiful thing, which is that our hearts begin to come alive again. And we begin to embrace that life of passion. And we begin to experience that life of freedom. We begin to come alive once more. That is the invitation that our beautiful God is extending to us. Now, there's a, a, a second reason why he chose adventure. Because adventure needs, makes us exercise dependency on God. It makes us go day by day to him because we don't have the answers because we have no clue what the next step is. He gives us enough information to lead us to go to Him again. What, what do I do now? I don't have the answers for this. I was trained for this back here, but the new thing, it feels completely foreign to me. I feel like I'm five years old and I don't know what to do. Exactly. Come to your Father. He will guide you. He's strong enough to deal with whatever circumstances we need to deal with. He is kind enough to guide us and shape us and mold us and grow us and initiate us so that throughout the process we develop this intimate relationship with Him and we also become the men that He created us to be. That adventure, that dependency, that lack of control, that set of circumstances that He takes us through on the journey to that promised land is what makes us become who He created us to be in the first place. So in the case of Abraham, he's 75 years old. His greatest desire is to have a son. And him and, he, and his wife seems to be barren. There is no hope for that. And God comes and says, come into this adventure. Trust my heart. Leave everything that you're trying to, to do to manage your own life, to control your outcomes, to orchestrate a life outside of me. Leave that behind. How's that going, by the way? Is it going really well? Not really, right? Come with me. I'm promising you something way better. And as Abraham goes with him in the process and in the relationship with God, in the facing of the circumstances with him, he receives a new name. And God says, you will no longer be Abraham. Now you're going to be Abraham, the father of many nations. Not only one son will you have, but through that son, you're going to be the father of a whole nation that will be the people of God, my own people, my own country. And through this journey, his own identity is shaped and he becomes Abraham. It is the same story for Jacob later. He's out there in the wilderness trying to chase after what his life is about. He was known as the trickster. And then the angel of the Lord appears, or so says scripture, and he ends up wrestling with God. And so God says, you used to be Jacob, now you will be Israel, which means the one who wrestles with God, soldier of God. He was no longer the trickster. His true identity, the true identity that God had planned for him before the foundation of the world, was revealed in his journey of adventure, which allowed him to embrace it and begin to live from the place of who he, he really was before creation started. Same is true for Levi. This tax collector is the same guy that later in Scripture we get to know as Matthew, which means a gift from God. So the guy that was known as the tax collector, as the sinner, as the guy to, who comes to steal from us, to destroy our lives financially, 
now is known as the one who is a gift from God. So my question to you today, guys, is could you imagine what is that identity that you carry in your heart that can only be revealed if you choose to live the things that you're trying to control in your life and go on this adventure into the unknown with God. What does going into the frontier mean to you now? If you find a place to quiet, quiet yourself, to listen from God, to go with Him into all the different areas of your life, work, family, relationships, what are those things where you know that God is saying, leave this and come with me and trust me. Surrender this burden to me and come and do it my way. At the end of your life, when your family and the people who knew you are speaking about the man that you were, what would you like for them to say about you? And then the second question is, what is that frontier for you? What is the unknown? What is your frontier in this season? And would you take that bold step to surrender that to God and to say, I'm saying yes to you. I'm going to choose to not try to orchestrate life on my own terms outside of you. I'm going to choose to let go of the outcomes and to go into the frontier with God. Friends, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Wild Sounds podcast. For more information about us, our events, and resources, please visit us at wildsons.com. That is W-L-D-S-O-N-S.com. We hope you will join us next week.